gentlemen, what's going on? It is the milestone episode, episode 10 of Rod and Nick's Rundown. That's right, guys. We have made it to 10 episodes. It's been a while since we've been doing this podcast. Me and Nick have definitely been quite busy lately. But we are up to episode 10. Nick, how you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I told you somebody had cut the chat, man. <laughs> Jeez, man. We had 10 episodes, man. Yeah. I mean, most definitely. Ten, I'm definitely excited about 10 episodes. We got a crazy summer going on right now in sports. The World Cup has been great. There's four spots left for the round of 16 that will be going on on Thursday. I mean, already excited about some of the matches as far as Mexico and, and Brazil, Uruguay and Portugal. And, yes, we definitely have France France and Argentina. Argentina's been, Argentina and Mexico both have been very fortunate. Argentina, obviously, won their game against Nigeria. Two to one, but it's best go. They got destroyed three to nothing against Sweden. But South Korea pretty much helped helped them out with a two to nothing win. It was great. It was great to see uh, Mexican and South Korean fans celebrating with one another <laughs> today in Russia. They owe those guys everything. They owe all their drinks, anything they want. <laughs> and uh, it's it's and uh, the World Cup's been great so far. I hate the fact that USA is not in it, but I've definitely enjoyed it. It's, it's definitely going to be exciting this weekend, starting this weekend. But like I said, tomorrow will be four more spots left in this World Cup. And also, NBA free agency beginning Sunday at midnight. That's right. Sunday at midnight, players finally get to decide what they want to do. But obviously, some dominoes have to fall first. And the Lakers are feeling the pressure of trying to get Kawhi Leonard to come over there. Try to acquire, as you say, Kawhi Leonard from the Spurs. And yes, there's a big article right now, Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelbourne about Kawhi Leonard, about the pressure of Kawhi Leonard coming there. They try to get him before they can sign LeBron James, and they want to make sure they have that second superstar before LeBron James will commit to LA. Now there definitely could be there definitely are some things they definitely want to. The Spurs, not Spurs, the Lakers are willing to collect some uh, salary. Some salary dumps <laughs> in order to do that. They could be a combination of players that they, the Lakers are willing to send back, like Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, and uh, some other play and some other contracts. Um, it, it's just ridiculous right now. It is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> that they're really they are ready to risk it all to try to get to try to get Kawhi Leonard, but the Spurs right now just not having it. But that could all change. So, Nick, what do you think? Do you think uh, Lakers are just pretty much uh, risking it all and they should just move on from this situation at the moment? Or <laughs> wait till uh, I say, they, they got to roll the dice on something, man. So, guarantee in 2019 they get them all they want. You know, things could happen. And LA, that may, you know, stop you away from going there. So, I you know, I believe he's trying to go out of the iron's hot. You know, if he can get you a quality player. I mean, they're going to have to make some sacrifices, but if it's going to guarantee Kawhi and LeBron the same team, um, you want to shoot that shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only reason why they feel this pressure is because Paul George, nobody really knows what Paul George wants to do. That's the issue. I mean, everyone thinks it's a guarantee that Paul George will be there, but at the same time, everyone is talking about him uh, probably staying in OKC with Russell Westbrook, which I think could be a... I don't know if it's a mistake or not, to be honest. But it is absolutely insane. I mean, like I said, like you said, the Lakers have to shoot their shot. They have to give it they have to give it a shot and see what they can do because they they can't fail this year's uh free agency. 
Because who knows what will happen next year. You're absolutely right about that. Um, but what, what do you think about LeBron? Do you think LeBron is going to go to Lakers? Uh, I think that's where he definitely want to be in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his basketball future, his career after basketball, mm-hmm. you know, the probably, probably, you know, very easily living in L.A. Mm-hmm. and playing on a team that's great and extending his career. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if they don't get what he wants, I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed in Cleveland one more year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because you don't want to go to the situation with the Lakers, a, a bunch of young guys that just don't know how to win playoff games. No sending out diss tracks. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I, and plus I did forget to mention Julius Randle today, they, they, the Lakers did extend him a qualifying offer today, which means he is now a restricted free agent. So who knows what happened with Julius Randle when that, when that rolls around. Um as for the Cavs, I know the Cavs, there was rumors that they would like to have Chris Paul and Paul George, but they just, they just don't have the cap space to do it. The luxury tax is insane. And it, the luxury tax is so deep, they cannot have, they can't do a sign and trade with players. That's how deep they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, said, I, yeah I thought I was like, damn. <laughs> Gilbert? Damn. Woo. Boy, you know you went deep and you can't even do a sign and trade, bro. Yeah. What's up with them, them clowns? Yeah, completely. And they're going to be stuck with them for a while. It is just going to be absolutely insane uh, <laughs> what kind of moves they can make uh, coming up uh, anytime now between now and this summer. And this entire, well, and, and this entire summer. Uh, but I know Friday is the deadline for Paul George and LeBron James to pretty much uh, opt out of their contracts <laughs> and become free agents. So we're going to see by Friday what will happen or maybe sooner. What is going to happen with these players? But I'm knowing that everyone is definitely ready and everyone's definitely excited about what's getting ready to happen this year. Well, this summer, for sure. Um, I know it was one small little trade that did happen. Uh, Marcin Gortat and Austin Rivers both got swaps. Uh, Marcin Gortat for the Wizards heading to the heading to the Clippers for Austin Rivers. That's right, the son of the, the coach Doc Rivers, and Daddy couldn't save him this time because Daddy no longer controls the team. He's now just the coach. <laughs> Uh, Frank is the one that has all the control, and now all of a sudden, there's nothing Austin can do. Uh, no, excuse me, Doc can do. Doc can't save his son in this situation. But I tell you what, I think even though both contracts are expiring, I think Austin Rivers definitely not the Austin. Excuse me, the Wizards. I think won this situation because they needed some depth badly in that position. They badly needed it, and, uh, and who knows uh, from this, what will happen with DeAndre Jordan at uh, this uh, this um this summer. Because quite frankly, I know there's there's word going around he could uh, opt in his contract to facilitate a trade. Um, it could be with the Mavs. It could be with anybody else. To be quite honest, but Nick, what do you think about this situation with both the Clippers and the Wizards? Uh, I just think it was just a parlay. Like you know, with, you know they needed depth for the Wizards and the Clippers. I think could have used Marcin Cortard in another kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, or keep him when DeAndre goes because DeAndre is gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is like, you know, everybody knows what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But uh but the but the world but now you know you listening. Yeah. Good is gone. <laughs> and that's not from any source, this is from my views. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Even a man's uniform when you might see him as something else. Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm definitely looking forward, um, 
to see what happens this all season with those two teams. Oh, well, with the Clippers, at least, and with DeAndre Jordan, that's pretty much, uh, but now they lost the Rivers. This is actually a good opportunity for them with some, with some good guards, Bradley Beal and John Wall. We'll see what happens there. But now, let's talk about what happened with the NBA Awards last night. Uh, the, that last night, excuse me, Monday night. And, of course, the MVP, as expected, was James Harden. That's definitely no debate there. Uh, I, but I'm going to believe some of the people who wanted LeBron to be MVP. We all know these awards are pretty much meant for the regular season. And, obviously, LeBron completely tore it up in the playoffs and, and in the regular season as well. But James Harden was the one that earned that award. Don't you agree, Nick? Or do you not? Yeah, but here's the yeah, LeBron had LeBron James he aver- let's see, hold on. I will give you the numbers now. James Harden averaged he led the league in points. 34 30.4 points per game. Now shooting wise, he averaged forty four point nine and LeBron averaged fifty four point two field goal percentage. LeBron James also averaged twenty seven and a half points. I'm trying to pull this up because of these st- stupid stats <laughs> on a computer. Apparently I can't. Oh, come on. You got to be kidding me. Oh, my internet. But anyway, people, that's the problem. My internet is completely screwed <laughs> at the moment. But but other than that, yes, James Harden, 30.4 points, and LeBron had 27.5 points. LeBron had averaged 9.1 rebounds, and he could have easily averaged a triple-double if he wanted to this year. He had 18 triple-doubles this year, and James Harden only had four. But still... The Rockets were fantastic throughout the season, and I did. I didn't see any debate for us the regular season. I I think people just wanted to see LeBron win it, and and pretty much any year LeBron could win this award. But this was James Harden's year to win it, especially with the Rockets finishing first in the West, and was and also they were definitely a game away and, and a Chris Paul injury away for probably going to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. So. so. Absolutely. Chris Paul getting hurt was the answer to the Warriors' prayers. That day, them boys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was on their way. Yep, absolutely. In my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's good. I definitely thought that uh, the Rockets had a good, uh, had a great chance if Chris Paul was healthy. That's for sure. I don't know if they had won, but they had a great chance to win that game at home. Um, but yeah, I didn't see the debate, but I'm going to move on with the, the next one. Rookie of the Year was probably the most debatable one for me because any of these three could have won this award with Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, and Ben Simmons. And Ben Simmons walked away and pretty much walked away with that trophy, uh, pretty much uh, leading to the Sixers to a great turnaround season. But then you can make some arguments with the others. Like Jason Tatum, he definitely stepped up, but his stock definitely rose in the postseason. But remember, it's the regular season. That people are it's pretty much what this award is for. And Donovan Mitchell, I thought he was consistent and kept getting better and better throughout the season. Do you think Ben Simmons deserved this award? Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> he absolutely deserved it. He was um, he was doing things on the court that you don't necessarily see out of, of a rookie. You know, everybody want to call him a redshirt rookie. Sit out and watch everything happen while Donovan had to come in and show out. When yeah. he could, but I, I think they should have done a cold, uh, cold rookie of the year. They should have done like they did with Grant Hill and Jason Kidd won it. Mm. But 
you know, it's up to the writers and media yeah. to vote. So mm-hmm. I wish they got together on that, even though you can't necessarily do that. Say, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's go ahead and just split that down the middle because, you know, they both had great seasons. But if I had to pick, I would have picked Ben Simmons. Yeah. Even though he ain't got the jump shot. Right. Yeah, he's definitely got to improve his shooting a bit. Um, but he definitely is a guy that I would I wouldn't mind as the point guard for that team. I mean Joel Embiid, especially. Um, I definitely think it's gonna be huge. Uh, it's gonna be huge. Um, that those all three futures are bright for rookie of the year for Tatum and Mitchell and Simmons. All three of them are gonna be just fine in this league. I'm looking to see what their futures will hold down the down the road. Now a couple a couple other awards. Uh, defensive player of the year was Ruby, Rudy Gobert. Sixth man of the year was Lou Williams. Uh, definitely thought uh, both of those were pretty good, uh, pretty good choices. Most improved player was Victor Oladipo. Any mm-hmm. debates to any of those three? Yeah, probably. I was a little shot with Rudy Gobert. Mm. Um, I didn't think that he was going to give it to him. I mean, he deserved it. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't <laughs> think he was a high-profile player. Right. Uh, that was going to win it, but he, he didn't give it to Rudy. And, you know, if, you know, Utah don't get a lot of national coverage. You know, yeah. Was the only time people got to see him. Uh, <laughs> a casual fan. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought he deserved it. He put in work, man. Yeah, but I mean, that was over Anthony Davis, and I believe Joel Embiid. That was what I was a little, little. I was, I thought it was gonna be a popular player. I was gonna win it as well. I mean, Rudy Gobert ain't necessarily a popular player for casual, excuse me, for casual fans, but he, he is a good defender. And I think uh, it was a, a good, uh, I thought it was a nice choice, to be honest. I didn't have a problem with the choice at all. And obviously, uh, Lou Williams and Lou Williams winning the Sixth Man of the Year award, even though Eric Gordon was nominated, I didn't think that was, wasn't really debatable. But definitely, most improved Victor Oladipo, for sure, deserved that award, with, with no question. I mean, what he did with the, did with the Pacers this year, and they were one win away from eliminating <laughs> the Cavs. In the first round. Yeah, should have eliminated the cast. Yeah, absolutely. LeBron, what are you talking about? LeBron making a decision. You already know. He's leaving Cleveland. First round knockout. He's leaving Cleveland. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Mark my words. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, let's talk about Coach of the Year. I think the most awkward award of the night was that. Uh, classic. Oh my God. Dwayne Casey who was fired from the Raptors, now coaching the Pistons, won Coach of the Year over Brad Stevens of the Celtics. Now, Nick, yes, Dwayne Casey, do you think Dwayne Casey deserved this award, first and foremost? Yes, I think he deserved the award, and I was grinning from year to year when I heard his name called. I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Those Toronto Raptors look even dumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got, they gave his fancy speech. Yep. season he is gonna to wanna to beat those guys badly. He gonna do it too I'm gonna ride along. We ain't gonna talk to him about the boys. He did what he could with them rappers. Yeah, just unfortunately they just couldn't beat LeBron. LeBron was the guy they just couldn't knock off this was supposed to be the team to do it, maybe. 
but you can uh, but you know some folk got a little shaky. Yeah. Cow and cow. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is I just I I definitely think uh I I'm glad he won it. Obviously, the Brad Stevens and definitely earned it. Would have earned it too had he won it this year. What and Brad Stevens did an amazing job. Just an amazing oh. job. One win, one game away from the NBA Finals with a group that he had without Kyrie. And obviously, this is not a post. This is not. A, this is obviously just a regular season award. But I gotta go back to the way they did Eastern Conference Finals. They're one game away from eliminating the 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 Cavs. It's just just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, the, uh, Oscar Robinson getting lifetime achievement award was great, but obviously the, the the moment that stole the show was Bill Russell flipping off Charles Barkley. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was hilarious. That's like, dang, Bill. <laughs> that's an old man. It's an old man swag. Don't care where I'm at. I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he eleven titles. He gonna do what every about anything he wants to do. Those eleven NBA titles. I mean, that's just that's that's crazy. You'll never see anybody win that many award, that many titles again in the NBA, or maybe any sport. That's just insane to win that many championships in one sport. And that, that's just nuts. <laughs> hey, then, but Oscar Robinson winning that award, uh, good for him. I know, uh, just honor the legends as much as you can, for sure. No matter who you are, your player or fan, just honor them as much as you can because they're the one that paved the way for the league, for what the league is today. And they've been they the ones that have been through some things. So <laughs> I de- definitely much more props to them. Now let's talk about the NBA draft for a second, Nick. Um not for a second. We're gonna talk about this for a little bit. But uh what are your thoughts overall on the talent in this NBA draft class? Well the talent was pretty good. It's pretty good uh, talent. I, I think it was a you know I want one one two players and everybody else is just, you know, trying I think they got a pretty good solid core group. Mm-hmm. Players, I don't think it's going to be as good as the one that just passed, though. Oh, you know, they, I, think. I don't know. There's some good people. Go ahead, Nick. Keep going. There's some good players, though. I mean, you know, there's some good solid players. Um, we just got to see how things play out. Um, you know, so they, they got some players in some good situations with teams that need a prayer. <laughs> like the Magic, the Knicks. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawks. <laughs> Absolutely. Now let's talk about the top two picks, uh, DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley. Uh, first of all, I thought both picks were were, were pretty much solid. I like both picks a lot. Um, I think personally, to be honest, uh, I think Marvin Bagley will be depend on a little bit more than DeAndre Ayton next year, only because of the fact that Marvin Bagley is gonna have to do a little bit more with that group, because at least DeAndre Ayton has a good shooter on his team named Devin Booker. And yes, yeah. they, and yes, the Suns did not resign, aren't going to sign Alfred Payton and or Al, Alex, Alex Lynn today. Yeah, that that was made today. Um, uh, oh man. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame them though. I mean, they're, I mean, they're not going to do much. <laughs> what else do you need from them? Um, but Nick, who do you see uh, will have the better career down the road, uh, DeAndre Ayton or Marvin Bagley III? Yeah. I was boozer. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Marvin Bagley, man. I'm going with Marvin Bagley. Uh, he got a situation where 
Yeah, they got a, they got a lot of young bigs on that team. Willie Cauley Stein, uh, Sky Levis, Sky what, what did I pronounce that wrong? <laughs> he, he, he be somewhere else or, or playing backup. No disrespect. Yeah, and and, and of course uh, the one the injured injury prone Harry Giles. So Bagley's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I mean Harry Giles. Excuse me, Marvin Bagley third. I think is going to be uh, probably the better offensive player out of the two. He, he can be, yeah, he can, he can shoot pretty much just about anywhere compared to DeAndre Ayton. Um, I, I would I would depend on him for his mid range jumpers. I would depend on him to get to the basket with ease. And once he figures out this, uh, figure out the league, it, he's going to be he'll, he'll be a fun player to watch. And obviously the De, uh, De'Aaron Fox, you know, at point. Um, it's going to be if, uh, once those young players get. Uh, Oh, you want you don't want to forget Frank Mason? <laughs> yeah, Frank Mason, you know, he has some he has some uh, you know some moments in the season where he, you know, especially when Fox was out, he was carrying a little pretty good. Uh, even though the team wasn't you know team wasn't great, he had some pretty decent all around games. So, um, not saying you don't take Fox's spot, but uh, mm-hmm. I think when it comes to passing, he's he's uh, he's a better point guard at that point. Yeah, that's definitely. That's hard, hardcore sports fans would know that one. <laughs> Casual fans would not. <laughs> but I'd definitely like uh, DeAndre Ayton with the Suns, too, because that definitely gives them at least a big man that they can depend on finally um, in this league. Yeah. And, it, and I thought the Suns had a good draft. I thought they really did. Um, I, I, I will definitely talk about the, what other pick they got that kind of made me upset about the Sixers here in a second. <laughs> but another big one, obviously, the Hawks and the Mavs trade. Uh, Dallas Mavs pretty much uh, trading their first round pick for next year to get Luka Doncic, and the Hawks uh, got obviously Trey Young from Oklahoma. Um, but that, to me, Trey Young, as long as the Hawks have Dennis, Dennis Schroeder, um, I think they'll be just. I think they'll be okay. Uh, I think Trey Young won't be having. Plus, it won't be much pressure for Trey Young to be great right away. Plus, he can, that that's one place he won't be criticized to shoot too much. Will be in Atlanta Hawks. They desperately need something. They need a spark, badly. <laughs> but as uh, far as uh, but but I thought, but I tell you, Luka Doncic is in a very good situation because for one, he'll be with Dirk Nowitzki for at least one year to learn to learn how to play in the NBA, and he'll be with Dennis Smith Jr. with that backcourt. That backcourt's gonna be insane. So and he's, and like I said, and Luka's only 18 years old. He's already played professional basketball. He's won championships. No, he's 19. 19, excuse me. But uh, he but that's what I meant to say. But he's definitely somebody that can play uh, his ball. That that can definitely ball already, I think. And I I think the moment won't be too big for him once he gets to NBA. Obviously, he's got, with his age, he's gonna definitely have to learn to, to to be accustomed to that NBA speed. So, what do you think of both Luka Doncic and Trey Young? I think it was a win-win for both teams. Yeah. I think Luka's going to end up being a better player, though, all mm-hmm. due respect. Mm. Luca's gonna be the better player with Dennis Smith in the backcourt because mm. Luca's gonna play point guard, but they're gonna have to switch off for him to play the two because he's what six eight and Dennis Smith is what six three. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so they have to switch off on defense on offense. You know, Luca will play the, the mm. point. Uh, Trey Young, I like Trey. Um, he might need to let Dennis run the point. Um, yeah. And uh, let Trey be the two so he can shoot. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he can pass too, though. Don't get me wrong. So they might switch off. Or Dennis Schroeder, my days might be 
I don't know about Dennis Schroeder. I know Dennis, he wants to get out of there, to be honest with you, I think. He definitely yeah, wants to get out. Orlando, this is going to happen. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Phoenix. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Mavs, like I said, I definitely like the Mavs situation as well uh, for Luka. Uh, Trey Young, like I said, won't be much pressure on him to play well right away. But Luka, Luka there's definitely going to be pressure over there. Wait there at Whiskey and who else, and what other, who knows what other big they can get. Um, in free agency, who knows if the De- I don't know if DeAndre Jordan will be there. Who knows? <laughs> so a couple, of, a couple of picks. Uh, Jared Jackson Jr. with the Grizzlies, uh, a big that they probably need. Who knows what will happen with Marcus All down the road? That's, That's what I thought about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think they should have traded that pick for something. <laughs> no disrespect to Jared. No disrespect. Mm mm mm. <laughs> but I think, but if they do stick together, him and Jared Jackson Jr. and Marcus all do stick together, that'll be a very interesting front court. I actually like the that'll be a fun front court to watch. To be honest with you, I would actually I would love to see that Grizzlies have to get they need a spark badly. Uh, Bo Bamba with the Magic. Um, I I like the pick, but it won't be much pressure. Thankfully for Bo Bamba to play well in Orlando. Um, obviously with that crazy seven ten wingspan. I mean, he could. I, first of all, I really don't want to see Bo Bamba shoot threes. I don't. <laughs> I know people said that he can, but I don't want to see him shoot threes in NBA. I want to see him try to defend. I see he's trying to get his arm muscle, get his arm stronger already in workouts, which is good because he definitely will need it. Um, but let's see. I don't depend on Bo Bamba to be the franchise guy, but he. I think he he can, he has the potential to be a good player. What are your thoughts on Bo Bamba? Right. Um, but the mess they created, so <laughs> I think he'd be able to fly under the radar and become good out of nowhere. Right. Uh, Orlando's just pretty much. I mean, come on, how many bigs they got? They got. They still got Nikolai Vucevic. If uh, he ain't a free agent yet, I haven't checked up on him. Ben mm. back. Yeah. Yambo. Yeah. Future be bright for Obama. I truly do. And once his rookie deal is up, get out of there. Um, <laughs> Unless they can make it better for him, yeah, get out of there. Yeah. Now, Wendell Carter Jr. has been an interesting story for him this week, but he is with the Bulls. I love this pick. Him and Laura Marketing is going to be great. Is uh, a pick. Yeah, that was a good pick. I know his mother this week that uh, blasted Duke for uh, pretty much the re- pretty much lied during a recruiting trip, thinking that he would be the guy, but Bagley obviously was the guy. But they thought Wendell Carter Jr. was going to be the guy. But listen, to to his mother, with all due respect, <laughs> he he is in the NBA now. He is in the NBA. He lottery yeah. pick. Yes, a lottery pick. He and he played well. He played well at Duke. I don't understand. What, I didn't know what the big deal was there. Do you have an issue with this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's a story, if he got to Duke and was told he was going to be the guy, 
right. <laughs> you know, talent outweigh talent. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I ain't saying he ain't good because he is good. And he been the first first round lottery pick. So there's really nothing to complain about. Just prove your worth where you're at and worth to work yourself out. Yeah. You know, Mom Duke should just 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 let the draft happen, enjoy the moment, and just just set it at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, my most intriguing lottery pick is Colin Sexton with the Cavs. Because who knows what will happen if, if LeBron decides to leave. This would be a great situation for Colin Sexton. Because Colin Sexton, if he could play with Kevin Love, and I tell you, and I think Colin Sexton is the real deal. Uh, he can, like I said, he can get up to the court. He's not afraid to get inside the basket. He wants to. He definitely wants to be great. What do you think of uh, Colin Sexton? Well, he was a great pickup for Cleveland. That's exactly they needed a solid point guard to mm-hmm. come in and run the squad, whether LeBron is there or not. Yeah, uh, I think it's a very good pickup. Uh, he's probably the most uh, ready, you know, NBA ready point guard in the draft. Mm. <laughs> you know, because uh, you know his teaching from um, Avery Johnson. And I'm pretty sure he gave him all the tools he needed to. You know, start out successfully in career. I mean, I think he's ready. I, yeah. I think he's gonna be rookie of the year, but I think he's ready. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think he's gonna be legit. I think, like I said, and you know what the Cleveland did? They, they got the nerve to give him Kyrie Irving's number. I tell you, Cleveland is so ungrateful. <laughs> hey man, hey, hey. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie wanted to leave. We 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 gonna retire his jersey, huh? <laughs> 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 unbelievable. That is unbelievable. But all right, Nick. Uncle Drew. <laughs> Uncle Drew, that's right. Uncle Drew in theaters this Friday, by the way. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if you're excited about that or not. I don't know if that's good for a motion picture. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if it's good. I mean, it's good for a short clips. As far as a motion picture, that's what they get a little dicey. So we'll see about that. Um, number nine, Nick. Now, Nick, your Nick's were here at number nine. You wanted Michael Porter Jr. during about that, that when this night happened on draft night. You wanted Michael Porter Jr., but the Knicks instead picked up Kevin Knox from Kentucky. That's right, six nine, two hundred thirteen pounds with seven foot wingspan, and he can shoot the three. He's a big that can shoot the three as well, and he does. And he can definitely. He's pretty good at the small ball. So, what do you think, Nick? Uh, do you think Kevin Knox is a good? Uh, was a good pick, or would you still rather have Michael Porter Jr.? Who, who picked it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the Oh, the Suns, yeah, not the Suns, excuse me. I, I, the, it was the Sixers that okay, night. So we can talk pick. about the Sixers now. Oh, my God. About the pick. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got Kevin, Kevin Knox, if you listen, you better show up, man. Sammy, <laughs> you better So he wasn't that consistent. That was my only weakness for him. He wasn't consistent every night. He wasn't like great every game. I mean, he can shoot some mid jumpers. He can do some things. But I mean, I wasn't. I mean, Kevin Knox. I figured he would leave. Nobody wants to really want to play basketball. If no one wants to play basketball for free, 
that long. So, but <laughs> we'll definitely the see. <laughs> the Knicks going to roll the dice when we ain't one like we're going to make it to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> we still lots of them goofy contracts with Joe Kim and Courtney Lee. <laughs> I mean, he he did have he had it. He's had hip and back problems, Nick. That does that does have a red, bit of a red flag. Who knows what yeah, will happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand all that. I understand. Business business. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, right. Sometimes you just gotta roll the dice. Set me um, in the in the first round. The the Sixers picked up Mikel, Michael Bridgers or Mikel Bridgers from Villanova. They had a good player right there with Embiid and Simmons. I tell you, and I, I'm a big fan of Bridges from Villanova. <sighs> but then they traded him to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> oh my God! With with Booker and Aiton, DeAndre Ayton. And he, it won't be much pressure on Bridges wherever he went because he wouldn't have been a franchise guy. And the player they picked up was Zaire Smith from Texas Tech. Didn't we get another pick too? Yeah, I believe so. I have not looked through. I got to look through more of the details, but I'm just so upset, hurt. I'm hurt, hurt uh, by that. Yeah, I know the mama mad. You know, she she in HR of the Philly, and yeah, you know, it was a dream come true, and. I know, but he learned that quickly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was cutthroat. And yes, it was cutthroat. But yeah, if you're going to trade gonna read the other ones off uh the obviously the clippers uh big night for them obviously uh they uh shea gilgis alexander and jerome robertson yeah with the, <laughs> the backcourt of the future uh was in this lottery pick and the hornets yes the hornets they made a great pick at last since jordan has been there miles bridges for michigan state coming to the charlotte hornets Oh well well why didn't they just get him? Why didn't they get him then? They could have had him.
Pickup, y'all. Mark my words, he will be a great pickup for the Hornets. I like the man. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He's a good man, good mm-hmm. player. Yeah. But I'm still riding with Michael Porter. So something to to the records prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But Nick, um, what do you think about uh, Kevin Walker before I finish? Before I get before I talk about the Nuggets pick, what do you think about yeah, Kevin Walker? They, they ain't gonna get rid of him. I was like, poor little tank tank. Ugh. Well, he, I mean, I think he's happy there, but I mean, he's gonna have to go through that uh, that uh, that rebuilding phase because some contracts are. Uh, I believe, yeah, this is it for uh, next year. This is free agent here, if I'm not mistaken. So he can leave next year. We got yeah, one more year. He can leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to. I think he likes it in Charlotte. Yeah, I think he does. But if, if, it, if the Hornets don't want him, it could be a blessing in disguise because he could play for a better, a, a bigger. A, Opponents. <laughs> he might, he might even go to a bigger opponent. I mean, he's good. I mean, he'll get it. I mean, he does get the credit now. You know, he made an All Star game. You know, it was an alternate. You know, All Star game was All Star game. I don't care if you make it alternate or third call up. I don't care. You made it. <laughs> um. So. All right, Nick. Let's talk about uh Michael Porter Jr. with the Nugget with the Nuggets. <laughs> 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 I said, boy, never you played your cards close to the chest. Yep. I thought it was a steal. Yeah, it was. I said, man. I said, boy, he pan out. Now, they ain't going to be worried about fighting nobody for the last five. They're going to be fighting for, for home court. Yeah, exactly. He pan out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like I said, Michael Porter, we only got a small glimpse of him, obviously, with the back issues he's had. This year, and obviously a strained hip kept him from workouts, um, for sure. But I'm definitely it's gonna be he's gonna do well. I and you know obviously Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic, um, pretty much opted out of his deal, uh, just to agree to a new one with a five year one hundred forty six and a half million dollar extension. So what do you think of that, Nick? Absolutely. Um, even if he has to sit a year, that's good. Because he'll definitely learn a lot from that group. I, I never liked the Nuggets, for sure. They could have made it to the playoffs this year. But there's too many good teams out there. Too many good teams out there in the West. So we'll see going forward. So, Nick, what was any any uh, picks outside of the uh, lottery? Which Which one? Leandro <laughs> Ball. Well, he's not... That's right. He didn't get. That's right. He did not get picked. Man, I see you had done that, man. That was just me, man. That was just me. 
Yeah, you know, the Lakers even want him on the summer league teams. Like, no, we don't want you. Simple as that. I blame his daddy. I blame you, LeBar. Yep. I blame you. Yep. I, I think he'll get a shot on the summer league team, but he don't have a hard road getting into that league. Yeah. He don't have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, his son's doing well, the Mellow Ball and the GBA, the JBA. Uh, had a 41-point triple-double, 40-point triple-double already. I'm not looking forward to seeing him in the league. I think LaMelo Ball could be could ball out of his mind. As long as he's humble and make guys better, I think LaMelo Ball will definitely be in the league. No doubt about it. <laughs> but um, some of my picks I definitely liked. Uh, well, well, wait, hold on, Nick. Did you have one Any, in particular? Yeah, a couple of things I liked. Uh Dante DiVincenzo to the Bucks. I actually like that pick. Uh, I was actually pretty surprised how that guy went. Yeah, I mean hey, I thought he played well. Hey, he got him to the Villanova's National Championship game this year, but and played well. Played he well. Did. Yep, uh, Lonnie Walker, the fourth with the Spurs. What a great opportunity that is for him. Yeah, that was a, that was a very good pick for San Antonio. Yeah, and they definitely need they definitely need somebody to spark up that roster with some younger talent. Um, another player I definitely like. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, Josh Akorji, uh for the Timberwolves and Georgia Tech could be a good one as well, but I don't know how good he'll play. Six five, two eleven, a seven foot wingspan. Um, a guard with some length, um, as far as height, so that'd be good. <laughs> Grayson Allen. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm actually intrigued with Grayson Allen with the Jazz. <laughs> yeah. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun, to be honest with you, especially about him on defense. I know NBA players are gonna be ready to destroy him. Yes, they are. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God, Patrick Beverly. Yes, him and <laughs> Grayson Allen. <laughs> Oh my God, I would love that. I would absolutely love to see that. I know uh, Beverly is going to absolutely intimidate that guy, no doubt. Um, Aaron Holiday, the Pacers, I actually like that move. Um, good, nice little move for the bench, and plus he can learn quite a bit from a lot of players there. That Holiday family—that's a crazy basketball family. That is, with his brother Drew, it's it's just insane. Uh, another one I liked. I definitely liked. Uh, my favorite, one of my favorite ones, Robert Williams from Texas A and M, um, going to the Celtics at number twenty-seven. That is a that to me is a, definitely a steal. Here we go again, Danny H making moves on top of moves. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he can learn from the best. He can definitely learn from Al Horford, um, how to be a good big. He can come off the bench and make an impact that way. I mean, you can see the Celtics have some good players on the bench, and they can they and he can do that. Or he becomes trade bait. Oh, boy. <laughs> Down the road, yes. You're absolutely right. Danny Ainge knows how to do that. <laughs> hey, I got some good young players. Would you like to have one, sir? <laughs> now, there's a second-round pick, uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, with the Mavs. I can't believe, as well as he played with Villanova, he was a, a second-round pick. That... Well, he got an old-school game. Mm. I mean, he's a good player, but he got an old-school game on as a killer can would say, basic game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was about that was about his dad, wasn't it, Rick? Wait, what was the basic oh, it was game? About Andre Miller. 
Andre, right. Andre, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a basic game. I mean, that's not saying it's a bad. It's good and, it's, and it works. Yeah. And I think you'd be successful in the league. Right. It's just, you know, yeah. Yep. And, <laughs> guys, our next episode, we definitely will be talking about uh, NBA free agency. So that'll be it for our NBA topics for now. But NBA free agency definitely begins on Sunday at midnight. Sunday at midnight, people can now talk to teams. And I'm waiting to make sure that nobody, that no, uh, no breaking news happens while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> Off to a good start. Um, but let's talk about some entertainment stuff. Let's talk about the BET Awards for a second. Ooh, Let me tell you. I just want to say uh, real quickly that BT Awards, honestly, there were some good performances, but overall, I thought this was the absolute worst produced BT Awards that I ever watched. It was it was really, really bad. Some mics on during the performance were not high enough to hear some of the voices. Um, I, <laughs> I'm trying to remember anything else I remember. There was a woman on there that was heading into the commercial break. And said that the <laughs> coming up next, uh, that they didn't call her Snoop Dogg, call her Snoop Bug. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I was like, you got to be. How do you mess up that way? The, 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 those two words are literally what's on the prompter. The prompter. How? Yeah, and Cassie on the red on the red carpet special. I was like, Lord Jesus. Ew. Save oh. this woman. Oh my God. And then. <laughs> Snoop's performance, yes, he performed his classics, but once he went to gospel, Snoop, what did they do? They went, during during the moment that Ty Tribbett went on stage, they cut to a commercial break and said they'll be right back. And then when they got up, the performance was about over. Then J.B. Fox had his kids, one of his kids, uh, tell all the chapters of the Bible. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? I can keep yeah, going. He, he, he did a lot of uh, freestyling on that, on, uh, on the mic that, uh, that night with yeah. uh, Michael B. Jordan and Josh. I did the teleprompter to go out, or he just really just doing whatever he wants to do. I think, I think Donald Glover, the Donald Glover moment was a little bit more awkward because he had him come up. Donald Glover was like, what is happening here? And, you know, he, had, he did his little uh, dance from This is America video. Which is a fantastic video, by the way. And, you know, it was just, it was kind of odd. It, it, and Donald Glover felt it too. It was just an odd situation there. Um, I know there's some other awkward moments. I'm trying to think of so I'm probably, many. I'm guessing things wasn't ready, so he had a, he had a stall for time. Yeah. And they really didn't give him nothing to stall with. Yeah, that. So he had to make it up on the fly. I mean, I'm not blaming the entertainers that were there. Or, no, it's not, <laughs> a, no, no, no. It's not the entertainers' uh, fault. No, absolutely not. And during Nikki's performance, I think when YG was up there rapping and they had a tight shot of him of his face and then they were just zooming in and out of camera, I'm like, no! Stay focused on him. You don't have to do all that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was trying to take somebody got together a, a, a week ago, a week 
Charlemagne, you know, Charlemagne, the guy's gonna do his thing, but Tammy definitely sounded like an old auntie that tried to get, try to fit in with today's culture. That's exactly what I, what it sounded like to me, and her jokes were just plain annoying. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I'm like, it really, really sounded that bad. I'm like, I'm sorry, um, sorry, ma'am. You could have to seriously let the young folks do their thing. <laughs> <laughs> sense to me. It really, really didn't make any sense to me at all. performing Sweet Love. Well, once I saw Legacy performing Sweet Love, I knew Anita Baker wasn't performing that night. And I did find out that she wasn't really feeling well. Um, and yeah, I was just happy you did all that. Yeah. And what was the other one on the sound stage? That song booed up? I can't remember. I can't. Yeah, that was one other thing. Oh my god, I was so frustrated. LMA yeah. booed up. The, one of the top songs, number one song in the country. Oh. You have her at BET Music Matter stage and then you're going to cut her off towards the end of her performance to go to commercial. What is she doing on that stage? That is the biggest, one of the biggest songs in the country. You put her on the main stage. The yeah, main. That's, that's a good song, man. I was like, man, she's coming in. I can't believe. I'm like, whose decision was that? It was. Yeah. People love that song. When you hear that song, people get up out of their seats just to dance. What is wrong? What? Oh my God! Yes. What is wrong? What is wrong with this production team? Wait, man, he might be 
Oh my god, I wouldn't mind. I would not mind. But yeah, my, but my favorite performances of the night obviously uh, were her and like I and like I've, t- I've told people before, her is is an incredible artist. I hope she keeps the shade staying on her face going and don't reveal herself. That's perfect. Also, obviously J Cole with Daniel Caesar, and even Wale just sitting there doing nothing is perfect. <laughs> it was absolutely perfect. I didn't know J Cole was even performing that night. No one actually, no one did. And then MC Light said it. I was like, oh, J Cole's performing, <laughs> and it was a great performance. And obviously, the one performance I definitely enjoyed, and I know you'll probably agree with me with this, was Meek Mill Stay Woke with Miguel. Oh yeah, that was great. That was yeah, that was great. Oh my God, that was yeah. absolutely perfect record about what's going on in today's society. And you know, sitting in jail, he definitely he he learned some things, man. He definitely learned some things, you know, about. He had, he had a lot of time to self reflect and look back on things. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess he figured if he got out this go round, he gonna make sure you know things are go the way they're supposed to go. Yeah. And try to fix it because he was definitely set up to be stuck in there mm-hmm. for the dumbest of reasons. Yeah. So like a lot of folks, unfortunately, in the minority community. Yeah. Um, to take. It was great, and I, I hope he get, if he comes out if he's able to come out with a project this year, you know, I'll be I'll be there for it. If anybody can put out an album, it's definitely Meek Mill. Meek Mill will fly a project, put a project together quickly. I definitely learned that. Um, also, uh, definitely uh, <laughs> my favorite was definitely uh, when uh, definitely uh, uh, when Anita Baker was talking with Charlemagne and Tammy and had an interview. Thank you, uh, thank you, Mr. God. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so funny and adorable and, and cute at the same time. But uh, much respect to Anita Baker. I definitely, I mean, obviously her ballads is, she does amazing. Obviously her ballads are timeless. Her music is definitely timeless. So I'm glad they did at least honor her, you know, the best way they could. But it's absolutely insane. But uh, Nick, I got to talk to you something for a second about Floyd Mayweather. What is what does anybody need an eighteen million dollar watch for? <laughs> eighteen million dollars. Bro, I had a you know you know when you look you scroll past on your social media you know you scroll past you gotta stop and go back like oh did I read that right? <laughs> Am I looking at the correct video? Yeah. My eyes are not big. I'm like yo, what kind of what the what? I'm like who, whose man's is this? I said Floyd, you my guy, you my guy. Mm-hmm. I'll ride with you to the wheels for all, all man. Mm-hmm. I haven't fired on that money team. If I was with you, and I said, you say you go buy $8 million, I would have went plain off. I said, shut up, yo, rabbit ass money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you could do with $8 million? See, you would have came out with a, with a whole other uh, uh, post talking about how you got to let that niggas go. You know what's on your square. And I'm like, yeah, you talking about me, bro. And I'm going to tell you again, you sound real crazy. <laughs> you look real crazy with an 18 million watch on a 50. You know, oh. 50 got good, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, tell tell everybody what uh what uh where the watch came from. Uh, it's a it's originally I think a Jacob the Jeweler 2015 style watch, and I think another jeweler had got it and customized it. I forgot he he, he tagged him on his um on his Instagram about it, but mm. uh I was like. 
Confrontation at the Dion Ross show. Of all places <laughs> to have this conversation, Dame Dash saw Lee Daniels, and he he let me tell you, like someone said, he's a real one because <laughs> that dude went straight to Lee Daniels and wanted to know about his money. He owed him money, loaned him two million dollars for a film. Straight cash, homie, capital. Two million dollars, yeah, exactly, two million dollars, and did not get a dime. That one dime. He also loaned some money on the standing for uh, the Richard Pryor pick, and he didn't. And he was supposed to get a credit, an executive producer credit for it, and five percent of back end profits. What did Lee Daniels do? He backed out of that. Backed out of that, and he has not. And Dame Dash has not received one dime <laughs> from any of it. So Nick, Dame Dash, you've definitely enjoyed Dame Dash pretty much all your life. Yeah. <laughs> Including that reality show he had on BET. I know you you watched that pretty much religiously. Yeah, but what exactly do you think about this whole uh, Dame Dash Lee Daniels situation? Sure did. I'm pretty sure he got contracts and stuff in, in place, but I mean, come on, man. Lee Daniels, that's just a bad look. 
Yeah. All the way around. Yeah, twenty five million dollar lawsuit, I'm assuming, right? That's why I, I was mean, hearing. You know, Woo! he did that out of the goodness of his heart. You know, one brother to another trying to help you get on, mm-hmm. and all he had to do was pay that man his money. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't even do that right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? I was I was pretty tight about it myself. I'm like, yo, cut that man his check, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a lot of money. That, that to, <laughs> who just says, "Hey, man, I just need two billion dollars." Which I wish I could do that one day. <laughs> well, maybe I don't. Diana Ross. Diana Ross concert. Yes, Diana Ross concert. Yeah, man, that's boy. You know you can get touched. You want to get ran up on in a Diana Ross? Boy, folks want your bad player. Yeah, they sure do. Ooh. Ooh. Give me my money for the duckies, bro. <laughs> I, don't get, I don't care about that. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, this... <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. But it's definitely uh, been a great show. I definitely uh, maybe our longest ones in a while. But you know, it's been it's been, we did say it was tenth, it was our tenth episode, so it's a big milestone. But what do you think of the Puma basketball, Nick? What do you think of their rise? <laughs> they put all their money on that. That first year they came out with that yellow and red color. They want to try again because they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> they need some new colors. Yeah. So I, was like, I was like, what is that? I don't know where that. I'm laying on all colors. We got here. <laughs> I need some new solid colors. That's, you know, you know, the colors that work. You need to look at them Jordan colors or you need to look at them other Nike colors that, uh, them bright ones that kind of, you know, get your eye, catch your eyes. Yeah, I, mean, the, I think they have a shoe, a shoe that's gonna be okay. But yeah. uh, that first one they dropped, that red and yellow thing, I was so lime green or whatever, highlight yellow. I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Like a, no. Well, they got Aiden and Bagley and other players on board, so we're gonna see how that. Yeah, I think they can. I think they can make it work, but they're gonna have to really put something out there that catch that eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Nick, anything else you want to add before uh, we sign off? Uh, not, uh, Luke Cage, um, season two. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched that, man, you, you need to watch it. I, I watched it, you know, the first few episodes already. I'm hooked, man. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've only seen the first two episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm behind compared to everybody else. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's really good, bro. It's really, really good. Yeah. You know, go watch it, please. Yep, absolutely. And I like that Netflix is also promoting um, Black Hollywood on Netflix with their uh, promo that they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was nice. Or in the words of Cassie, that, that was dope. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I, yeah, it was definitely much needed. You know, it, it's time, man. Let those people, let those stories told the right way and yep. exactly what they're doing right now i'm definitely i was proud of that commercial and i enjoyed it but everyone we've talked to you for quite a while here next time we talk to you again it'll definitely be nba free agency will definitely be it'll be NBA free agency chaos a lot of ruckus because that's when it all starts <laughs> it starts sunday at midnight and ladies and gentlemen i'm ron and nick this is Episode 10, the end of Episode 10 
of Ryan Nick's Rundown. Thank you all for joining us, and see you all next time. Excuse me, not see you all next time. Can't wait for you all to listen to us next time. <laughs>